Tactics is the fast guy. Strategy is the slow. That's why I was built to be strategic. Hello, everyone. This is Ellen, the producer of The Black Line Between Sales and Marketing with Doug Davidoff, CEO of Imagine Business Development and Mike Donnelly, CEO of Seven Cents. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Black Line Podcast. Mike, before we get started, I just want to make sure you know that it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Yes, sir, it is. That was your response about the Nationals. That was actually my response just coming on. It was the first thing that I was going to say. And so that's what I said. Well, here, so I, I got a question for you. Um, on the last podcast, we had a debate on debate you debated about something on whether or not the guy from barracuda was a ex-engineer or whether or not he was the ceo and founder and we actually made a bet about it well i was just curious who won the bet i, I had no drew idea. drew do you know who won the bet did you did you go back to the tape? Has this been confirmed? I know you said it, but has this been confirmed? It's been I confirmed. Podcast. We Mike ran the tape. I did run the tape. It was an engineer. I'm sorry. You owe Mike ten dollars. A non-founder engineer. Yes, non-founder engineer. Are there such a thing as non-founder engineers? Absolutely. Okay. Especially in an organization like Barracuda, but that just brings me back to. And I know this isn't the, the, the topic, but knowing how the backend system works can really propel marketing organizations forward. <laughs> Are we going back to this? You're right. I'm firing all my team. I'm hiring people who understand how the uh, – I need people who know the algorithm. I need to know how the algorithm works. No, that that's not what I'm the saying. Algo. Yeah, we, we like to call it, we like to call it the algo, Mike. Okay, all right, there you go. All right, that's not what we're here to talk about. But anyways, so you've been saving that up, man. You owe me ten bucks. You've been saving that up. Yeah, you owe me ten bucks. I know you ten bucks. I told you. Can you just throw it into the subscription fee? Yeah. No, because then that goes. Then I got to pay taxes on it. All that. No, stuff. you're like, no, I am not putting the subscription fee. You are taking a ten dollar bill from your pocket. Handing it to me in front of your team with a statement, you won the bet, Mike. Actually, I'll tell you what, I will give you the $10 at Club Inbound. And you should just buy me a drink while you're at it, too. Since you were so adamant that, that, that I was wrong. Okay, now that makes no sense. Had we not made a bet, that would be fine. But that's what the whole point of a bet is. When you're <laughs> making a bet, you're... All righty. So we're off to a, we are off to a hot start. We haven't lost all three of our listeners yet. Um, Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Doug's mom. <laughs> uh, actually, I think my mom stopped listening about three episodes ago. Yeah. Um, so I know one of the things we talk about um, with, with marketers, I, I deal with it all the time. And, and I see people, we throw it out every day. You know, you're being strategic, you're being tactical. Um, I always laugh when people talk about strategic. I used to be in a um, CEO peer organization and, and 
in one hour block where we were talking about a topic, I counted up how many times people use the word strategy. So I had one column for how many times they use the word strategy. And another column was how many times that in using the word strategy, they were using it to describe something differently than had been used before. So that it was a same word, different definition. So there were 16 people in the discussion. Strategy got used like 31 times. And it meant, I think it was like 25 different things. So I thought it was funny because there were more definitions of the word. It wasn't just that each person had a different definition for the word strategy. Most people had different definitions for the word strategy when they used the word strategy. So I actually got asked a question by somebody when we were talking about a concept and I said, look, it's about, it's about being strategic versus being tactical. And so the person asked me a question that I thought was unfair. And, and he asked, well, what does that mean? What does it mean that, that they're not being strategic, they're just being tactical? And I started to answer the question and you wanna hear what the answer was? I do. You know, that's a really good question, and I haven't thought about it in the standpoint of actually articulating that difference. Uh, that was the answer. And so I thought it would be uh, fun and useful, and I can get back to the person with an answer, if we talk today about what is the difference between strategic and tactical. Sound like fun? Mike Sounds like a blast. Mike is salty. Either that or he didn't get any sleep. One of the two, I can't tell. No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Um, so what, what, what's the difference mean to you? And then we'll break it down into, into individual components. So, I mean, I, I think primarily a lot of what we do day in and day out is surrounded around like tactics or like we're being tactical in nature, whether that's following up on prospect following up the prospects following up with leads figuring out ways to break into accounts um but tactics are what leads to or tactics are measures that we take to to get to a goal and the goal is set during kind of the you know strategy phase of hey i want to grow my business 500 percent this year and this is the high level strategy that we're going to use to get there but then the rest of it falls underneath tactics you're looking very confused at this point um a confused person right <laughs> so, so let's talk about the first thing because people talk about tactics like like that's bad no I, I i don't think tactics are bad at all no but they talk about it like it's bad oh you're just being tactical yeah who who says have you ever heard someone say you're just being strategic no, but I do hear that quite often. You're just being, you're just being completely tactical and you're. And, and, and so everyone, I mean, I, I think, well, well, if you say to somebody, are tactics bad? Everyone would go, of course, they're not bad. But, but how often does the typical executive manager or implementer use the word when they use the word tactics, how often do they use it with a positive connotation? They don't. That's true. <clears throat> and here's what's funny. 
tactics are what what brings success or failure. Yep. Right. No one is ever successful because of their strategy. They are they are only successful because of their tactics. Completely agree. Right. And and so I think that that and I, so what you saw as a confused look on my face was this discovery, this blinding flash of the obvious, as a friend of mine likes to say, that, that part of the problem, I think, in, in sales and marketing today is everybody's trying to be strategic, whether they're or not they're strategic. And no one embraces that I'm a great tactician. And, and what is interesting, uh, you know, a lot of what we learn about strategy and tactics, we learn from the military because in, in many yep. ways they were the first organized group to, to think in those terms. And if you're a wartime general, there is probably no greater compliment than for someone to say, he or she is a great tactician. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we need to bring, let's make tactics great again. Right. I like it. Um, no, I think that we need to brace tactics. And I think that, um, I think there's a lot, and, and to some degree that, that, that's what you were talking about last week and you were talking about earlier. And so let me, let me not put words in your mouth. When you talk about knowing the back end, is that just another way of saying you know the tactics? You're you know the tactics. Yeah, that's a, that, is an absolute, that is a perfect way of putting it. And so, so, so tactics, and I, I got, someone yelled at me one time because I said, you can never do something strategic. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? You can never do something strategic. I think I would agree with that because you're going to use tactics to. Right. Cause the moment you're doing it, goal. right. The moment you're, the moment do gets put into the sentence, you're now doing tactics. Yep. Ideally the tactics align with and feed back to the strategy. Correct. So what is strategy? Strategy, again, I think is, is somewhat of that end goal. Back to your analogy of, you know, talking about the military. We want to win the war. We want to take over this area or this location. We want to win it back. That's, that's the, stri the strategic point of view of, hey, we want to take over this area. We want to win it back for whatever reason. Now, the way that we do that is we apply tactics to that to accomplish that, to accomplish that mission or that goal. So the strategy is, align, or, or is defining what the mission or the goal is, and from, again, from my point of view. So I'm a little bit of a, geek, I'm a, little bit of a strategy nerd. Well, but, but, we, we know that. Coming from the rock major. Yes. La laughing at the nerd comment from a rock major. <laughs> How many more episodes till we just start insulting each other and then the <laughs> left become monkeys and we throw feces at each other? Right. <laughs> um, throw our own feces at each other. That, that, that'll be the ending. Of, that'll, that'll be our farewell episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so I think, again, that's actually, so I think what you just described is what most people describe as, um, as strategy. And, and I think it's wrong. And I think that's part of the problem. And because I think that that strategy can, I think people conflate a lot of things with strategy and actually forget what, what I believe to be the most important aspect of strategy. So the, the conflation is objectives. Determining your objectives is not strategy. And it can't be strategy because strategy is, uh, if, if you go to Michael Porter, who's considered the father of strategy, I think he's the first person to formally give it a definition. Um, the series of trade-offs made to enable a company to successfully deliver upon its value proposition. And so I remember when I, when I, did some study around strategy, I, I had this discovery of two things. One is value proposition is not strategic. An objective is not strategic. They're pre-strategic. So let me give you an example. I used to work at Merrill Lynch. I was a financial advisor. And I would meet with a client. Um, and by the way, another word for a financial advisor is salesperson, just in case anybody's wondering. Um, and so... I would um, take you through my sales process, right? And so um, the first thing that we, we needed to do to create a financial plan was determine what your objectives were, what were your goals? So I would say, I would ask a question like, so Mike, what are you looking to invest for? And what do you think the number one answer was? To get rich or to, to, to make, make money. money. Make money. Right. Right. And I said, well, well, how much money do you want to make? And guess what the number one answer was? As much as I can. As much as I can. And you know what I would tell them? I'm the financial advisor for the person who wants to make as little as they can, so I don't think there's a match here. No, I, I, I can't. Um, <laughs> I said I can't do anything with that. Right? I can't do anything with that because, because there's no constraint. There's, I can't make a trade-off. Do you take more risk? Do you take less risk? Sure, you say you want to make as much money as, as you can, but but that infers that there's a certainty to what we do. Like like there's a choice. We go, yeah. oh, well, well, you chose the 3% box. You chose the 5% box, and you chose the 50% box. No, it's all a question of, you know, like if you wanted a 0%, if you wanted 0% growth, that was in some ways the safest strategy, right? You, you um buy the greatest safe known to mankind and you put your money in a safe, right? And, and that's pretty guaranteed. Or hell, you could put it into a checking account and still basically have it guaranteed, right? And, and so the, the, the more money you wanted to make, the, the greater the risk. And what people would forget is greater risk meant the less likelihood you would make that money and the more likelihood you would actually have a negative result, you would lose money. Um, and so I, I couldn't manage that because as much as you could, well, should we shoot for 50%? Because if we're going to shoot for 50%, we're going to make a couple bets on really speculative stuff. Yep. Right? And you, you know, you got a 3% chance that you'll make 50%. My bet is you probably don't want me to do that. My bet is if I did that, you probably sue me. Right. But I couldn't do that. I work with, then I, I stopped being a financial advisor. I start Imagine Business Development, back then Imagine Sales Advisory. Um, and I still get this today, right? I talk to a company and it's like, okay, so you know, what do you want to do? We want to grow. How much do you want to grow? 
Oh, we want to grow as much as we can. The more the merrier, right? Well, well, no, or, or like, where do you want to be three years from now? We want to be as far as we can be possibly in three years. Like, I don't, I don't want to put a goal on that because if I say I'm a $5 million company and I want to be a $10 million company, then what if we could have been a $15 million company, right? So I don't, I'm like, well, I can't, if you don't tell me where you want to be, then I can't, I can't figure anything out, right? Yep. Because how much resources do I put? Right. How do I apply those resources? And so I think that. So, so your statement gave me this very interesting discovery. That a we, we apply this negative connotation to tactics that, that cause the people responsible for tactics to feel inferior. And then B, we never actually have a strategy because we never actually figure out, sorry, we never have a strategic process because we never determine where we want to be, where we want to be doing what, right? So that when that is clear, then strategy is about managing those trade-offs. Managing the risk that goes into each one of them. Yeah. Resource allocation, risk allocation. Um, like personas are strategic because if I, just, if I decide that, that the CEO is, is my primary persona, then the CFO is not my primary persona. That's a trade-off. Right? If I decide that I'm going to go after enterprise, that enterprise is my primary market, then I'm deciding that SMB is not my primary market. And so, I'm gonna, and, and so if I do things right tactically, I'm going to allocate disproportionately to the areas based on those trade-offs. Right? And, and going back to our data-driven um, and poker conversations, Right. The this this is why I say that and, and I, it's so I say that chess is not strategic. So the problem is everybody's mixing strategies and tactics together, and that's why they can't get anywhere. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a very it's it's an incredibly interesting observation. I think, you know, incredibly interesting, everybody. um, No, I mean, we've talked like thinking back, talking to executives that I've talked to in in previous lives, you could always, you know, you saw the ones that were kind of balancing that risk allocation, resource allocation with the right, um, you know, with the goals in mind. Um, of the business, but then you've got, you know, the leaders that were just far more tactical in nature that, uh, that didn't have that same thought process, I guess. I remember what I was, I I, I actually just remember what I was saying too. Like, so I I said, you know, chess is not strategic. And by the way, if you if you hear someone talk about a great, a great chess player, they will say he's a great, or she's a great tactician. 
right? There, there really is no strategy in, in chess. Again, you're managing perfect information. Um, and, and I think, I think this is what no one gets. And then, then we'll get, we'll get into a little bit more detail about the difference and what it means. But I, I, what I don't think anyone gets and what, what far too few companies do is manage trade-offs. Mm -hmm. Right. We try to be all things to all people. Um, or, or what I see as a, a, a bigger issue, um, especially in today's world, where companies are pretty good at putting a foot in the strategy, but they're really bad at taking the other foot out. So, so when you talk about um, you know, focusing on a segment, they're really good at putting their foot in the set. You know, yeah, we're going we're gonna to focus on this. Right. But they're really bad at, so that means we're not going to focus on that. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm still, I'm, I've been, I'm, I mean, I've been guilty of, I've been guilty of that a ton in my, yeah in my career. Uh, you've been guilty of that up to a couple months ago on something that I won't talk about. <laughs> um, that you started to, that, that you've now implemented and told me how well it's working. Yeah. Right. Um, I think about it, think about how many fewer customers you need you still come out ahead um yeah so I, i'm i'm always reminded and i think this is the ultimate aspect of strategy when you know when brian halligan tells the story of hubspot giving up on raleigh right to to be a marketing mary company um and, and and what that meant and the problem they had before and and the fear of of, of making that decision and and, and so forth but if you don't have if you don't have a clear objective then you can't manage trade-offs uh, which is why just being um this is why entrepreneurs young i don't when i say young i don't mean age young i mean size young um why they're so bad at strategy is because like how many people do you know started a business because they were just really good at what they did and whatever goal they had or whatever number they were given, they just, you know, they blew the number away. And so they screw this, I'm gonna start a business. Right? And yeah. and how do they set their annual goal? They say, hey, shoot for the stars. Because if you miss, at least you'll land on the moon. Right? Yep. They say, hey, you gotta have a stretch goal. But but the problem is. If you say that's the goal for the company and that is your objective, then you have to manage the trade-offs to achieve that. So if I started a SaaS company and I said, I want to be $5 million in ARR in, in the next three years, um, well, I, I better find $50 million to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Right, but I'm like, oh no, 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 no! I, 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 I either can't raise the money, or I don't want to raise the money, or whatever. I go, no, 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 no. Let let's let let's just shoot for five million. I mean, you know, if we don't hit five million, then we don't hit five million. Right? How many how many businesses that you know? That's how they work. Well, it's, it's a lot of them, and that means they can't be strategic. 
or what it really means is now they're just going to have really bad strategy. Well, I agree with a lot of that. One of the challenges that I think you run into as a, as any kind of startup is you don't have you don't have all the data to back the decisions that you're making around Who your does? strategy. Who does? Well, that's that's true. Apple didn't know that the, the iWatch was going to take off like it did at first. Everybody said it wouldn't. But don't forget the iPhone was supposed to be a failure. Everyone, yeah. everyone predicted yeah. its failure. The iPod. Uh, but but my, my point is that so strategy is not one and done. This this gets to right. It's ever evolving. This this gets to a later point. But but what my point is is like okay we 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 can't we can't do that. We can't. I mean, so we can't be five million dollars because we can't we can't manage the trade offs to do that. So so let's be a million dollars, right? And 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 to be a million dollars in three years, let's just, I'm making this up and I haven't thought about the numbers at all. Um, but to be a million dollars in three years, we're still going to have to raise money because we're going to need like $5 million to raise that, to, you know, to, to achieve that. But we're not in a position to raise $5 million right now. Or I can't go to my uncle and ask for $5 million. Um, wouldn't that be nice if I had an uncle? Right? You could just ask $5 million. Let's just pause in this episode. If you, find, if you find that, yeah, if you find that guy. If anybody has an uncle right. that I could talk to about $5 million, please. Um, my email address is Doug at ImagineLLC.com. Um, so then I go, okay, so we want to be $3 million. So to be $3 million, we need to be in a place where we can raise $5 million in a year. To be in a place where we can raise five million dollars in a year, we need to do. You know, we 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 need to prove this, do this, do that. Okay, great. Okay, now given the resources that we have, what are we going to do? Already, so I've got one developer, which means I can only carve up that one developer so many times. And if that one developer doesn't ultimately fit the pie to to manage that that strategy to manage that objective then what the then if we're strategic we realize that the objective needs to be adjusted and and maybe we move it to a three-month objective right one one of the one of the um um levers that we have when we're being strategic is time Right, and 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 going back to going back to what my what my other point is, I don't have all the data. You're absolutely right. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how to spend the money. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know if my team's right. I don't know if I've got product market fit. I don't know if I have market message. There's all these unknowns that are there, and and this goes back into our our. Um, our, our thinking in bets conversation because you know we we say um, you know we we when we announce our strategy to our to our team we announce our strategy in a in a kickoff right how many times do we do a kickoff and and so we have lasers and other shit like that and and we make these big bold predictions right we are gonna be this. 
How many people say, here is our strategy. We are going to execute it as if our life depends on it. And we're 40% confident that it's right. Well, they don't say the 40% confident piece at the end. Right. And then three months later, the strategy has completely changed. Well, one thing, one thing I, and now, so here's my question. I don't have a problem that three months from now that the strategy is. No, no, because you, you, you learn, you learn and adapt. But, but I don't think that's, but I see, I don't, I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think we learn and adapt, Mike. So I, I had something that came up um, a couple days ago. And so I ended up having to look at um, some of my old blog posts. And I don't know if you know this one. I started blogging in 2005. I did not know that. I was blogging before blogging was cool. Yeah. I know you're not surprised that I was doing something before it was cool, but, <laughs> but I was blogging before it. So I, I was back, I went back to 2005. Um, and it was funny looking at some of the stuff in 2008, 2009, because you could see the shift of the recession. It was pretty, it was pretty funny from that standpoint. Do you know what my number one takeaway was when I, when I went in and looked back at some of my older blog posts? And I'm talking about my 2005-2006 blog posts. Do you know what my number one takeaway was? They were probably more insightful, maybe. I don't know. I could write that shit today and no one would know the difference. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Go ahead. We haven't learned or adapted. Right. John Barrows, when he was on the call, right, when he was on our podcast, right, what did he say? He got into sales 20 years ago. They said sales and marketing was fucked up. Today, what are we saying? Sales and marketing is fucked up. He's fucked up. 20 years from now, who wants to bet what we're going to say? We're not learning and adapting. Why aren't we learning and adapting? Strategies are changing drastically. Strategies are changing massively. Why are we not learning and adapting? Well, because you can't learn and adapt if you're not working from a, from a, from a point of clarity. Right. It's okay not to get to the destination. It's just not okay to not know the destination and path you plan to get there. Cause otherwise, you know, especially in a game like poker, this is why, by the way, how many people do you know play poker? A few. I'm sorry. How many people do you know of that play poker? That's what I meant. How many people do you know? Uh, A lot. Yeah. Thousands, hundreds of thousands. I know, I know of hundreds of thousands of people that play poker. How many of them make money playing poker? very small fraction of a percent right which which now now think about this for a moment and this is going to hit too close to home i apologize and for all of us maybe to people in the audience um how many people run businesses thousands of people i know hundreds of thousands of people who run businesses how many of them make money very very fraction of a percent yep yep and for those of you that are listening going oh no my, my business is profitable bullshit it's not profitable right? Pay yourself what you would get paid working for somebody else, right? Do all that. All the research is out there. It's not there. We're, we're you know, we're, 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 we're subsidizing our businesses. Yep. Right? And, and the reason I know that all too well. Yeah. That's why I said, I, you know, it did, you know, but, but at least you're honest and at least I'm honest. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so it's okay to be wrong, it, it would be like if you played a football game and you said, hey, we're not going to go into it with a playbook. Just go out and do shit. And then, okay, let's brief and figure out, okay, well, what are we going to do next week to get better? Right? I, I forget who I was. Um, oh, by the way, guess who we were um, 
uh, guess who we were we were we were on a coaching session with uh, before I got on this call. Hmm. You remember Charles Mann? Yeah. He's actually he actually works for one of our clients. So we were uh, really yeah we were we we, we were talking cool. football a little bit we were talking football a little bit and, and when we rolled out the playbook to him we were uh, we were talking about the playbook and um, we got into a really interesting conversation and it reminded me of something I didn't have this conversation with him but what is every play in an offensive playbook designed to do? Move the ball forward. It's designed to score a touchdown. Yeah. If you ever look at a play, you'll never see tackled here. <laughs> right? right? It always gets through the line, right? It is right, right. Every play <laughs> yeah. it's designed, is designed to score a touchdown. Now, of course, a very small percentage of them do, and we know this play is more likely to get a yard or two in this play. And by the way, you look at a play, likelihood of turnover, likelihood of this, all, all those all those things go into it. Um and, and so every play is designed with certainty. Then shit happens. But because of that certainty in design, we're able to adjust. And further, because of that certainty in design, I know how to tactically adjust. Right? Because I know what the large archetype of the play is. Right? So if, so if we say... We're going to be $5 million in three years. Then I am making the trade-off that we are going to be aggressive. And, and so we are going to accept that people are going to complain that my sales team is too aggressive. Because what we're not going to tolerate is not pushing for every ounce of revenue we can get. I'm not saying that's right, wrong, or different. I'm just saying that's a trade-off that you make. Um, yep. And so when you get that for how many of us have worked at a company? Oh, dude, 100%. I've worked for plenty of executives that have that mindset where it doesn't know, matter, Mike, like all that matters is the number. Meet the number. Well, no, but what I'm saying is how many people have we worked at where, where, where there's been the aggressive, then someone complains and we get told, we get reprimanded that we can't, we can't be that aggressive. Yeah. Right. That's been, been, been there too. I mean, I'd rather be at a, you know, if a company says this is the number and, and as long as it's not illegal um, and preferably not immoral, then, then, then do it. Preferably. Right. At, at least there's honesty there. And at least I know, like, I'm going to get yelled at if I don't hit the number. So I got to do right. what I can legally to hit the number. But but I've been at the place where where they've given me the big goal and then um, oh no you can't I mean we had a client who who had we they outsourced their SDR program to us um, very very aggressive targets um, and and they were looking for us to kind of get a growth rate that had really plateaued out they went from being you know high growth to plateauing out for about three years they wanted us to to really get them aggressive and so we brought in a sales development program um, and then. Apparently, an email got into the system of, and <laughs> we have the worst luck, Mike. It was the sister of one of their board members who was also a decision maker at one of the companies that they were in a late stage sales opportunity. But the email that we had for her in the prospecting database was a different URL 
than the company. So there was no way to match that match as them. being the same yep. company. But so we sent out this prospect email with a prospect voicemail. And then that person sent an email and, and we got like ripped. You cannot make this mistake. This cannot happen. To which I said, I'm like, seriously? You know, they might not buy from us now. And I went, seriously? They got an email. And and so like, do you think that they were that, you know, do you think they were 98% to the to the yes? And now they got a voicemail. I mean, they got an email and a voicemail that they didn't realize that they were um that they were already, especially when we can explain what happened. You, you really think that's why you're going to lose that? But, you know, they were freaked out, by the way. Part of the right. yep. plateau yep. was, you know, they, and it's like, well, wait. And I said to him, I said, look, here's what I can do, guys. I'm, I can make sure we don't make mistakes. I can make sure we accelerate the number of qualified meetings that get set. I can't do both. The more you want me to maximize meetings, the more – I'm, I'm gonna yeah, before to I reach out to every single individual, I can cross-reference that with the database to make sure that there's no other similar names. Go on right. LinkedIn, look them both up, determine if, you know, they're the same person. I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and do I train my rep to, to be this way or do I train them to be that way? Like, like, and it's like, you know what? You guys tell me because I, 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 I don't have a dog in the fight. I can, I can design this to do whatever you want it to do. Um, how many of us, how, how many times do you see a job application or, you know, a, a recruitment ad? We are looking for someone who is a great individual contributor, um, overcomes barriers, willing, you know, you know, pioneers, works well with a team and pays attention to detail. And I'm like, I want that person too. Where are they? They don't exist. Right. Um, and, and so that's, that's what we end up doing. And so we start throwing away, I mean, so we start, we start throwing around this word strategy versus tactics as, as a way to, here's what I think it is. I think no one knows what strategy means. So if I just throw that word around, it, it's ambiguous. It, 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 right. Well, you said at the beginning, of, you said at the beginning of the podcast and somebody asked you what's the difference. And, 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 and so, so, uh, here's Next the thing. Somebody asks you that, say, how much time do you have? Well, <laughs> so I, I, I let, let's narrow it down so, so, so that I can answer it. Because here's something here. Here's in, in talking about this, what I'm, what I'm realizing is strategy is not as sexy as everyone makes it out to be. No, it's an overused term. Tactics are what get you to the promised land. And, and so and I, I, I wish I could around. I said, you know, there's a problem translating strategy to tactics because lots of people have five-year strategy plans. I've never heard one person say, here's our five-year, announcing our five-year strategic plan, properly executed, this will end in bankruptcy. And I've never heard that in a press release, but I've seen lots of five-year strategic plans where the company was bankrupt three years later. Yeah. Um, and and so, so what does it mean to be strategic versus being tactical? So I'll start going through some lists that I've been thinking about since, since we brought this up. You tell me what you think. Um, so, so the first thing is I think that strategy is, is thinking about trade-offs. Um, I agree. I, I really, I, I, I like that one. I, I like that part of the definition a lot. And, and, and tactics is about, is, is, is about um, process. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and, and by the way, I, I think that's an important thing. I think strategy says this is, you know, you've got the objective. It's the definition. The strategy says these are the constraints. And then the tactic needs to be freed. I can do anything as long as it's within these constraints to, to make it happen. And I, I, think, I think too often strategy tries to dictate the how and, and, and therefore handcuffs tactics. And, and, and frankly, we can stretch. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think that strategy thinks velocity, tactics think speed. Like it. Do you, know, do you think our listeners know the difference between speed and velocity? We've talked about it numerous times, so why don't you... Uh, yeah, but what about like the 3,000 visitors that have joined for this episode? This is their first time. <laughs> My mom, clearly. Right. She, right. she knows now. Your mom has told all your friends, and they just now finally yeah. listen again. So, so velocity is about the distance covered in a period of time. Speed is about how fast are we going. How fast you get there. Um, so, and if you think about it, no, 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 no. Velocity is how fast you get there. Well, I, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Just, I knew you knew. I just wanted to make sure that no one listening. You know, so, I mean, if you think about it in an obvious way, if I go super fast in a zigzag, pa um, in a zigzag fashion, um, then, then I, I, I'll go really fast and I won't get very far. Here's what's funny. How many people, when I say strategy, how many people think the fast guy, and when I say tactics, they think the slow guy? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, really, without, without, without a, like, yeah, without a doubt. But really, strategy is the, is the turtle. Mm -hmm. Tactics is the hare. Yep. Tactics is the fast guy. Strategy is the slow. That's why I was built to be strategic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that strategy thinks holistically. I think um, I think tactics um, that thinks very disciplined. I think I think strategy is horizontal. Tactics are vertical. Agreed. And and so when digest, you think about digesting that one, yeah. But I, if you think I, about I, velocity and holistic horizontal, with tactics being speed and and silo, basically. I mean, I think tactics think silo. Um, not managed correctly, tactics silo. And someone tactical should be thinking about, like they, their goal should be optimization of outcome which is why strategy is so important. And what's missing is the constraint so that the tactical person thinks optimization within the constraint that exists so that I realize that what I'm doing here impacts there. And, and if you look at a typical um, complex system, if you optimize for all aspects of the individual process, you actually reduce throughput, you reduce velocity and increase friction and disruption. Mm -hmm. increase cost you get less for more um and and so by the way strategy and, and that's what i mean that's what we're seeing across the board in the, in the sales and marketing world because nobody is strategic right i agree because because nobody has made the trade-off 
Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you two companies that I think have made good trade-offs. I think I'll tell you two companies that I look at that I think are, are good strategically. And, and I might be too close to both of them. So it might be, um, but I think HubSpot and Drift are both doing an amazing job strategically. And, and you know, one of the things that I point to is you have lots and lots and lots of people commenting on the stupidity of each of those companies. Mm -hmm. Why are they doing this? They need to do that, right? I mean, my, my I, again, I disagree with Drift on get rid of forms, replace it with chat. I, I want to emphasize again that it's an and. I don't understand why you have to eliminate something. And and by the way, I this will be the top. This will be a topic of a future episode, which is to say, if you're waiting, if if, if you're waiting to create engagement with somebody at the time, you know, for the time that they want to speak to someone, then you've already lost. <laughs> you know, you might close more business. I want to see what your margins are. I want to see what your discounts are. I want to see what your cost of customer acquisition is as, as, as a percentage. That, 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 that's what I want to see. Um, but, but anyways, but, but the fact that I can here, here's what I'll give them. And, and, and when, when Dave was on you, anyone who listened to that episode, we're here. I give them total props that there's no question. You do not have to think what is, what is drift stake on it? As a matter of fact, it's almost, if you're not in the drift echo chamber, it's annoying because it just sounds yep. like a bunch of. Well, there's been multiple people that have commented on that, on that aspect of it. Yeah. But, but part of the reason for it, like, you, you know, actually Mike Rizzo said, you're either, um, you're either in or you're in the way <laughs> you're with us or you're against us. I thought you're either in or you're in the way was a great, you know, and if, and if you're drift, you're either in or you're in the way. Right. And, and I'll give them, you know, you know who Drift cares about? They care about the people who think they're right. Mm -hmm. You know who they don't care about? People who think they're wrong. Everybody else. Right. You're either in or you're in the way. And, and so they make those trade-offs. And so what they say is, if you don't believe this, you're not buying us. Great. Who cares? Go buy your, who cares? We don't care. Right. But I'll yep. tell you what, you know, and, and that's, and that's why they've got far more presence than, than their size dictates. I mean, it's, it's amazing what they've done. Oh, it's, it's crazy what they've done just from, from a size perspective. And, and so what their, what their strategy did was it unlocked the tactics. It allowed, it allowed those, those tactical people to, to be creative to be on a playground. And so we think, I see, I think the problem is we think of tactics as these really constraining narrow things, much the same way we think of process. And that is true when strategy is not there. And if you don't have a clear value proposition and a clear objective, then you cannot have a clear strategy. And if you can't have a clear strategy, then you cannot have clear, open, creative tactics. And, and, and so what we see is people doing strategy at the tactics level. You know what we call that? Go ahead. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. Right? And I'm not talking about the evil group from Get Smart. 
what percentage of people listening to this do you think know what Get Smart is? Uh, um, so fraction of a percent. So um, so where were we? So so horizontal um, versus vertical. You know, to to, to be really um, to, to to be really um, boring, it's you know, strategy thinks effectiveness in its purest term, and tactics thinks efficiency. Um, I think strategy thinks probabilistic. I don't think that there's a count. I can't think of a counter. I think a lot of tactical people think certainty, but, but that's, that, that's a mistake. I don't, I don't know that it matters to tactics in terms of when we talk about probabilistic versus deterministic. Yeah. Like I'm not saying tactical is deterministic. Um, yeah. Because I mean, tactics can regularly change and. Well, and, and, and I, and I think, and I think good tacticians ship it. It's not, you know, so it's not like strategy says mistakes are okay. And tactics say they're not, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, but I, but I think that strategy is probabilistic. And again, there's another problem. Um, and I know, I know I'm making this change in our next version of strategy. Um, is I'm going to add what our, what our, what our confidence level is. Now, here's the thing. Let me ask you this. It'll be interesting to see if, if you get a lot of answers, whether a lot of answers other than 50, 50. Oh, no, I'm not going to ask them. I'm going to tell them what I think. The, I'm, initially, I'm just going to tell them. I'm not big enough to, to solicit anything. But here's a question. Um, if I announce, so someone announced, here's our strategy. Um, it's got a 40% um, probability of, of, of working out as it's been designed. My sense is most people will take that negatively. Oh, my God, it's only 40%. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, if you think about it, if you had a 40%, if, if, if I had a 40% chance of succeeding. Uh, 40% no, chance of, it's actually pretty right. good. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And see, that's, what, what, what's the biggest mistake? What, what, what's the so biggest we've talked, complaint? We've, we've talked a lot about that. I mean, there, there's so many aspects of people are looking for certainty. But, so, so, but think about this. What's one of the biggest complaints that that executives of small, mid-sized businesses have about their people? Why don't they tell me when something's wrong? Why don't they change? Why don't they adjust more quickly? Why do they keep doing something when they know it's wrong? Right? How many times do you hear that? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty common. Yeah, no, it's, it's very common. If, if we communicated that this strategy as it's laid out, it's ha it has a 40%, you know, we're, we, have, we have a 40% confidence level and it's 40%. This is the outcome along this path, 40%. Everyone goes, oh, wait a second. This is less than certain. I, I better be on the lookout. Because what if it's only 30% or 20%? Or what if I learn this and I go, no, 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 no. I don't know about this other stuff. But this right here, that's a 70%. Right? I think one of the reasons that, that 
the, the, the people executing behave that way is because they got it communicated to them, you know, as it was, you know, Moses coming down the mountain, right? This is what it will be. This is how it'll work. So they're like, okay, cool. This is what the board is telling us. And this is what we need to go do. And boom, 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 boom. Right. Um, so, so it was your story of when, when you were working with the one travel agent agency, I forget if you were selling the business or you're doing something. You said there's a 40% chance this will work. Oh yeah. It, I remember wasn't, even 40. it wasn't even 40. I think it was. And they looked at you like, what? Yeah. That was the company that, uh, that bought us. Yeah. Th thankfully I figured that out after they bought us. Yeah. <laughs> no, now, now in fairness, there was a, there was a, the airlines changed something after they bought us. So it wasn't like, right. um, so, that's so when think, you were immoral. That's when you were partially immoral. In your, for the record, <laughs> imagine our, our it's it, if it's not illegal, immoral, and preferably not fattening. Right. So, so we do put immoral and illegal together. I'm just saying some companies, at least if they're clear about. But no, we're illegal, right. immoral, and if if it can be non fattening, we'll go that route. Well. I love how you added the illegal. Uh, the. Uh, so, so you've got um, probabilistic verse. Um, and there was one other thing that, that, that came to mind, and I'm trying to remember it. I think you can apply deterministic to tactics. Well, I, I think that you might be... Because we are looking at... We are looking at for it to be deterministic, but it goes back to the to the comment that I've made before. You know, the truth changed. Yeah, but I, so what? I, what I'm saying is, I don't like. I think someone who is good tactical, if they're operating in a good strategy, is not necessarily deterministic. I, th I think. Well, no, 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 you're right. No, absolutely. I mean, but that that's more of a rarity than it is. That, I remember what it is. Strategy is exploration. Tactics, exploitation. I like that. Right. That's a tweetable, that's a tweetable comment. Strategy is I'm figuring out what hasn't figured out. I'm, you know, it's much more about the future. So my line of sight is, is some distance into the future. So I'm exploring the mysteries of, and tactics is about exploiting what we know to be true. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. That's which your next why, Which is why strategy and tactics don't talk the same language. Would you write that up as a blog post and yeah. we can uh, post it on my website? Yeah. <laughs> Guess blog. <laughs> um, I, want the, I want the juice from that one, man. So where does data-driven fit? I think it it fits in. I think it fits in both areas, but it's more. It's easier to find it in the tactics. I want to think about that. I'd have to. Yeah. Again, I'd have. I'd have to kind of think about that one too. Um. Yeah. You know why? You know why I don't. I don't think that. I, I know. I know people who are extraordinarily good at at pay per click tactics. And they're extraordinarily data driven, and they know what to look for. I mean, 
the the decision going going back to Barracuda, that was a tactical decision. That was not strategic. Yeah, yep, absolutely. It was they, it was they, understanding the but it, but it was still very yeah. much about I understand the outcome. I understand as a matter of fact, I understood my outcome. I understood my constraints. I knew what I had to do. I was free to go up because I guarantee you. If someone had come and said where they were, hey, we want to buy billboards in airports, we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. right? But if they said the – I'll bet you that the, that the followers that have followed their lead on that, because now let's go to the airport and it's just tech billboards everywhere. I guarantee if you go to the people that have actually purchased those billboards, they have no idea what the, why they do it. Exactly. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they have to, like the EMC, Dell of the world, they're now all over the place. Right, they, Pure stores. Like they're, again, they all followed. But I guarantee 99.9, if not 100% of them, have no idea why they're doing it. They just saw that it was successful for Barracuda. And I promise you that they all were like, I, I don't understand. We're not, why, why the hell, how, how the hell did Barracuda, Barracuda afford this? It doesn't, Right. We're not getting any ROI from this. Right. <laughs> and, and so, be, but because the objectives were clear, the objective is this as measured by that. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy billboards to lower our five. If you didn't have a clear strategy, no one on the, no one at that level would have had the freedom to put those two dots together. Yep. Right. And, and, and so to me, that's what it means to be, um, to, to, to be strategic versus being tactical. And I think that, that, that there needs to be a balance that that's an obvious statement, but I mean, if tactics left to their own device, over-focus on efficiency, get commoditized, get clogged up because frankly, the more it's bizarre, but the more efficient you are, in a complex organization, the more clogged up you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 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 it runs, you know, it runs into you know all kinds of chaos. And frankly, it becomes bureaucracy, right? And strategy without tactics, well, it just becomes. I mean, the, the, we don't really hear about a lot. You know, the interesting thing is, there's a lot of companies that are strategic that aren't tactical. You and I hear about them. There's a lot of heavy strategy, low tactic companies. That they're high concept companies and in today's environment, they're raising money. So we've heard about them. They throw, you know, a, you know, a lot of stupid stuff on, on websites and things like that, but they never, they never get anywhere. Um, most people have never heard of these companies because if you're not, if you don't have tactics, I mean, if you don't have logistics and you don't have revenue, right? right. You know, and, and so, you know, th those are the people that just spin their wheels, but they're really committed to it. Um, we're big thinkers. We're really smart. Um, and they never get anywhere because you know, well, no, 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 we need to be strategic. It's funny. No, no, no. We need to be strategic. No, you need to be tactical. <laughs> but, but what makes, I mean, so, so strategy has, has one, has two jobs. I'm sorry, three. It has three jobs. Um, I feel like the jerk, right? That's all I need. My chair. My chair and this light. That's all I need. My chair, this light, and this tape. 
um, see, we've gone with get smart and the jerk. We yeah. Now only and the phone. Yeah. Um, strategy is responsible for creating clarity, for creating alignment, and forward movement. That's what strategy does. It unlocks tactics to be precise yeah, and effective. Uh, right. Yep. When it gets all mixed up, that's where that that's where the trouble occurs. What do you think about that, Mike? I think that uh, that answers the, the the person's question in a very succinct way. Well, our producer is telling us that time is up, so. Um, I guess we're not going to have time to make another bet. We'll try to save that for uh, a future podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on this episode of the Black Line Podcast. If you have any ideas or suggestions or topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, please don't hesitate to send us a note, um, email, whatever. Lots of different ways to get a hold of us. Uh, thanks for joining us. And, Mike, until next time. Good day, sir. Good day to you, sir. Ha, ha, ha.